This is Bumping Into Walls, a show about living with vision loss, the challenges, the successes, and the day-to-day walls we all bump into. Welcome to another edition of Bumping Into Walls. I'm Catherine McLeod, and today we're going to be talking about something that is very important about accessibility, and that is voting. And first up is Anthony Hodgetts, and he has a really new experience to talk about. And why don't you tell us all about it, Anthony? Well, I was able to use a new specialized machine for the blind that allows us to vote independently. It's called the Automark. And the reason it's called that is because it marks your ballot. So this machine is a flat machine, a very large machine. So it has a flat top. And on this flat top, there are various shaped buttons. So each thing that you do is related to the button shape. There's also Braille on the buttons for those who read Braille. So the process is, you start the process, it says hit right arrow to go to your first event, which is first part of a ballot. Then you would use your arrows to go up and down the list. When you get to the candidate you wish to choose, it'll say you push the rectangular button to choose this candidate. So you push it and it says, are you sure? And then you push that same button again, and then it starts the printing process. So underneath all this, there's a printer in this little hole, and it starts chugging away and spits out a ballot. Now... When that's done, of course, you then go and take it over to another machine and put it through there to tabulate the vote. But the trick is you have to have the vote done ahead of time insofar as the voting form all filled out with all your particular information. All this machine does is mark the said ballot. So now you're able to do it completely on your own because you have a pair of headphones, you put them on and you follow the prompts and it's... It's certainly different. It would take a long time to do if you had more than just two choices. In this case, we only had two because we had a plebiscite, so it was either yes or no. Actually, that sounds pretty interesting, Anthony. Now, I voted the next week when that machine was not available, and a friend helped me vote, and I was not able to do it on my own because in this particular plebiscite, the vote was not done with an X within the circle. Now, previously, I've used a template, and with the template, you put it over the ballot, and it gives you a spot where you can make the X within the circle. This particular thing, we were supposed to shade the circle in, and then feed the ballot into the machine, which is called the tabulator, as you said, and it tabulates the vote. So I had a friend who read the ballot to me, and then I indicated what my choice was, and my friend shaded in the circle that was my choice. And so, as you say, that took my independence away from me. And... That was not a particularly good choice. The next time, I think I would rather use the machine for that particular kind of of ballot. Uh, Now, 
the interesting thing was the tabulator, which was feeding it in. I guess that was a different kind of machine. I uh, recorded our boat right away. That was a different experience for us here in Calgary. We haven't had that happen before. Usually we fold up our ballots and put them into a box. And then they count them later. Yes. Not much later, but later. Still later, but not much. It does take longer to get it all counted. This thing automatically counts it. So that's another new thing that our Calgary City is trying to increase the... Well, it was interesting having the votes uh, counted right away. We knew five minutes after 10 what the result was. Yeah, yeah. And and the war broke out. <laughs> mm-hmm. The war did break out. Yeah, well, and, and I guess everybody knows about that now, but uh, I digress. Um, I thought it was an interesting experience, and I think it will be interesting when there are more candidates. Now, the thing is that it does take longer when you have to listen to a menu, and I will tell people that there is no way to skip an audible menu. You simply have to listen to all of your choices, and that is that, no matter what. That's right. And for me, when we started the process, I didn't know it, and they didn't know it. As soon as the headphones are plugged in, it starts giving you information. So it took us two runs to just get the basic gist of the machine, because it gives you the information as to how to run it at that point. So... Because nobody had really checked it out, it was kind of experience for both of us. They were just as excited as I was to find out how this works. So it was kind of, you're a guinea pig, and you just go in knowing that. Well, um, it's a good thing to actually know it, I think, on this small of an event rather yeah. than on a large election. Can you imagine on one of our municipal elections when there are three different ballots, one for mayor, one for councillor, and one for school trustee, it would have taken so long if you had to go through three or four different cycles just to figure out how to work the machine. Yeah. And I also, I just thought of this. I don't know how you would not vote for something, I guess, just because like I said, I only had two choices at that point, but like, I don't vote for school trustee because I don't have any kids, but whatever. I wonder if there's a way to void that or you just have to go through it anyway. That's a good question for down the road once this happens in 2021 for the next civic election. So now these are only available at the advanced polls at this point. They might change their minds. Well, I would think that uh, it'll be a regular thing. It was only at the advanced polls for this one, just for a trial, Anthony. I would think that the next time it will be a regular uh, election thing. It, it would be kind of a waste of money to only have it at the advanced polls, wouldn't yeah, you think? Well, I, I think so. I mean, I it, it was interesting to get the information, though, because nobody at 311 knew about it. I had to literally ask specific questions and finally got sent to the Calgary City Election site, to the City Elections people, and their front of house person didn't know. So she sent me to the person who trained the people at the at the place and he was totally impressed that I was willing to do this. Well, you are an impressive person. I guess, yeah. I mean, when I got there, I knew that it was available, but the person said to me, well, 
it's here, but we don't think it works. So it was because no one had used it that particular day yet. She'd never seen it in action. So it was something that she'd never thought of. And thank goodness you do your homework ahead of time, but they don't even market it because a friend of mine went that same day who was visually impaired and he went with someone. Now, maybe if he'd gone on his own, it would have been a different story, but he went with someone and they did it the regular way they always do. The old-fashioned yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't think to actually maybe, well, maybe he wants to try this machine out. I went right up to the counter and I said, I would like to try the Automark, and there's dead silence. So they I knew like, I'd done oh, my homework. Oh no, somebody wants to try the machine and we don't know how to work it. <laughs> That's what happened. So they went and got this really great guy, the head, uh, head vote guy. He was excited as I was because he even told me I've never used it, but I'm willing to give it a try. So... I think it would have been great had they actually listened to it to know what it did. But, you know, it's, it's a new thing. So I still, I still think there's lots of room for improvement, but it's there. And that's the beauty of it. It's there as an option. So if they can get it promoted to the blind community, I, I think that's going to be a good step in the right direction. Well, as I keep telling people, accessibility includes everyone. It sure does. Okay. Thank you very much. And that is one more step for the rest of us to get included. Thank you. You're listening to Bumping Into Walls on CJSW 90.9 FM. So when we're talking about voting, we all have different experiences. When you go to vote, Anthony, what has your experience been? It's been very good. Uh, they have a system set up where they give you a template. They stick it over the document. They tell you from top to bottom who they who the comp people are. You then go in the booth behind this little screen, take your pencil, make your little X, take the template off, give it back to them. They fold it, shove it in the box. That doesn't happen all the time, though. No, that's, it doesn't. That I found that only happens with the provincial election. With the federal election, it tends to be uh, you're free and easy. So you really need to either bring a person along or the person who is in charge uh, usually does it for you. That's right. That's how my experience has been. They also have uh, voting days that are pre-voting days when you're out of the country. I've been told for some elections they'd like you to show up that day. Uh, that's who is they? The the people who are running the poll had said to me at one year at one point the best day to show up is the pre-election day since at that time they had less people that would come in those days and they actually had the templates and stuff set up that day. So it was one of those weird situations where. You just had to roll with what happened. But yes, I've, I've had nothing but good luck with the voting. I, I actually have never had a problem. I generally go in during the quiet part of the day or with another person to help me, a family member or a friend. What about you, Dave? I, I find the cards or the ballads, that's what it is, the ballads, they're, I find the print big enough that I can actually see to vote, so I don't need to bring. And if I had to bring, say, my wife in, that could be dangerous because if uh, we didn't agree on which party to vote for, well, 
I, that's the problem that I have yeah. is, is that, you know, when you bring somebody else in that's a family member or a friend, it's kind of, you know, I don't necessarily vote the same way that they right. vote. It's almost that I feel a little happier having the polling officer help me. What about you, Jesse? Regrettably, I, I haven't actually voted. Oh, okay. Well, you have an opportunity coming up twice this year. Mm, there we go. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you get to the polling station, Anthony? Usually I went with someone because... Well, you can't drive yourself? No, no, no. I haven't got my <laughs> one. I haven't got my blind driver's license yet. Sorry, I haven't got one of those. No, normally I would do that. If I were to take our local handy transit, that takes a long time. You have a long time to wait between when you're done, which is usually 10 minutes, and when you get pick you up again. So if you can go with someone, I say do it that way. Um, and then you're right. Going in the middle of the day is great because no one's there before the rush. Well, not no one, but fewer people. Yeah, fewer. Um, mm -hmm. And usually um, voting is happening at a community center or a school. So, uh, you know... Yeah. It's not too bad. Um, in my community, I can walk to where I have to vote, so oh. it's not too bad. I used to do that when I lived in a different community because it was only like four blocks away, so it wasn't bad. It was a church, but it worked really well. You go in, get it done, and then you're out. Yeah. Uh, when I was at SAIT, I think the reason that I didn't vote in the last federal election, although it's sort of a sad excuse, but... Um, I was new to Calgary and I wasn't on handy transit and didn't know anybody at SAIT well enough to, to hitch a, a ride or a walk. Um, and despite SAIT being such a big campus, they decided, or uh, the voting for that region of the city was at some random school somewhere that was not on SAIT campus. And I, I guess being new to Calgary, I just felt too overwhelmed by it all to, to go and try and track this place down and then track my way back um, after the voting. I will uh, give everybody out there and Jesse a simple little tip, though. All you ever have to do is phone the office of any of the candidates and ask for a ride. You don't have to call Access Calgary or anybody else. Just call any of the local candidates and they will have a volunteer to give anybody a ride really? on voting day. Preferably anybody. the one that you're voting yeah, for? Yeah, don't vote no, for doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't have to be anybody you're going to vote for. Doesn't have to be. Oh, wow. I actually took great delight in asking somebody that I wasn't going to vote for to give me a ride one year, uh, <laughs> just just to be mean. <laughs> um, no, it, it's um, absolutely anybody, and you don't have to be um, visually impaired or in a wheelchair or anything like that. Any able-bodied person. Uh, I had two small children, and I didn't have a car, so I called a local candidate and asked for a ride. Wow. Uh, they usually will actually advertise that if you need a ride to the polls, they will happily give any voter a ride to the polls. Every candidate out there wants voters to go and vote. So, yeah, they'll give you a ride. That really is 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 kind of a nudge to to make me 
not have to worry next time and know that I can just go out and, and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they want people to vote and uh, they want everybody out there to vote. It's something that is definitely... And so, you know, it's uh, a right. It yeah. is a right, actually. It's, and a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a right. And really, it's something that it's it's kind of something I feel really strongly about. When I was able to see, I actually worked as a polling officer. And I felt so privileged to have that job. Uh, it was an amazing thing to do. Uh, you know... I have voted since I was 18 or 19. I forget how old I was exactly. The people who lived across the street, I lived in a rural area, and they had a polling station in their house in the basin. And uh, I just felt so odd to be able to vote. It was just amazing and i have always voted and i have many times actually been involved in the whole process and when i had the opportunity to be a polling officer i just thought that it was just incredible to be there and have that responsibility to have that box and have people putting their votes in that box and at the end of the night to count those votes, put them in the different envelopes and seal those envelopes and take them to the main station. And, you know, it was just to have that responsibility to take part in democracy and just to be so connected. And I know that they've got those uh, machines now, those tabulator machines, but I still kind of think that they can't take the place of those pieces of paper with the marks on them, with the, the you know, when people take the pencils and put the X's on and we actually count them, you know, the, that connection with people to people. The technology is, is, it's so different than when you put it in the box because you feel you've done something. Having a tabulator, feeding it into that, just, it isn't the same feeling. And, and I don't think that having that little bit of extra time where the votes are counted a little bit more quickly, I don't think it really makes that much difference that... You know, you know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it, but the connection between the voters and the counters, it's just so much more close than to have a machine do it. Yeah, that's the problem when things change. Some people feel that something's been taken away from them when the change happens because it's like putting it in the box for me i even had people would take it out of my hand and put it in the box for me i got so upset the one year that i said i will put it in the box and by that time i said it it was too late i don't know if that's even legal is it i don't know but because when i was 
doing it, it was really important that the person themselves put it in the box and that I see them put it in the box. Well, they had to take it out and I had to put it in because the head person came along and said, uh, we're going to take it out and you're going to put it in. So they yeah. literally went and took it out and I put it in. So it, yeah. it was a weird experience to have it taken away from you like that, but it, it did get resolved. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it, legally you are supposed to put it in the box. Yeah. Now, now there's some discussion about doing voting online, and there again, I I don't know. Like to me, I don't know what what do you think, Jesse, about voting online? I guess it depends. I mean, technology can go both ways. Um, it could just make it that much easier for people like with a visual impairment to vote if they do it accessibly. Um, but I guess never having voted, I can't really speak to the experience, which I, I guess you would really miss out on. So Dave, what do you think about it going online? I, again, echo Jesse, sort of. I, I think for those who really, if it's cold day, who don't want to go to the polling station, it would be great in that way. But then again, I don't know, with all the news coming down, well, Everyone knows what happened in 2016 there with the U.S. election. So it's, it's pretty scary. I, I think it's a good thing. It's a double-edged sword. That's my... I remember looking at X's written with pencils in squares, and they were either ballots or not ballots, and... It was as easy as that. And anything that I felt was not a true ballot, I put in another envelope. And then if there was any question about the election results, that envelope was opened and the main electoral officer counted those ballots and looked at them and decided whether or not those should be counted or not. I mean. There were other people looking at those as well. But, you know, they were written by people. They were things to look at. They were not things that went through a machine. Even for signing up to go to vote, for me, here's a piece of advice. If you're not sure where to go, phone your elections office, and they will tell you where to go. Because... As for me, I always hated having to go hunting for that stuff, but it's just a great experience to talk to people. And that's what we're losing a lot of is that so much of things are going to online that it, 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 it's not a real experience as it could be. Not as well, there's always, um, in Calgary at least, and I think in many cities in Canada, that there are always phone numbers where you can phone people and talk to yeah, people. The electoral office in, in whatever your whatever city you're in or whatever election you're dealing with has an electoral office and you just phone Elections Canada or whatever it happens to be called in your city and get the information that way. So there's there's always ways to do it. And that's where maybe, and I that's just my opinion, some people think, oh, it's just too difficult to do to get all the information I need. That's up to them to make those choices. Now, if, yeah. if you know, if if you don't want to vote, I mean, that's one, that's thing. one thing. And and I'm not going to, you know, arm wrestle someone into voting if they don't want to vote. Uh, but 
if you do want to vote, there is usually a way to do it. As I said, you know, you can definitely call any candidate's office, and they're usually pretty easy to find what their phone numbers are because, believe me, uh, you usually get lots of of uh, stuff dropped in your doorstep to tell you where to find them. And getting yourself informed about different issues and deciding who you want to vote for. And, you know, don't get into different arguments if you don't want to. Everyone has their own reasons for voting who, for whomever they wish to vote for. Yep. Certainly, I don't know who any of you guys vote for, and I don't really want to know. Biggest problem that I find, and it's not a problem, it just takes a lot of time, is to do the research. If you don't like doing research, the city and a lot of these different elections now put all the information in one place. So if you're dealing with, for example, the city of Calgary, they now have a section where every one of the candidates gets the same treatment. So the videos are all done the same way, the website all looks the same, and it's a one-stop shop. You just go through there and you decide who you want to vote for, for mayor or whatever. And it, it's a great thing that they have just started doing the last few elections. And, and I get myself nice and obnoxious. This is probably no great surprise to anyone who knows me, but I will quite happily call candidates up and talk to them. And I call candidates on both sides of an issue and talk to them all about whatever's going on. I know that's a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, you can. And if you can't talk to somebody, I would really wonder why. Like, what's going on if this person doesn't want to talk to me? Well, that's interesting. I should love to talk to some of the candidates that are kind of putting themselves out there already and an election hasn't even been called yet uh, for a year. Well, but we'll see. Well, if, you know, um, like, I'm once again in a new riding. It's really frustrating for me, like, in my area, for some reason, they keep creating new ridings constantly. Every time there's a new election, I seem to find myself in a new riding. Uh, I My house is 30 years old, and yet, for some reason, every time there's a new election, it's a new riding. Uh, but anyway... Uh, I've already talked to the candidate for one of the parties. Uh, I talked to him three months ago, and I talked to him for about 45 minutes. I, he couldn't get me off the phone. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's our take on voting, and I hope that all of you who feel like voting Get out and vote because there is a provincial election happening in Alberta this year. And for all of us in Canada, there will be a federal election as well. Remember, voting is our right. Thank you. Since uh, we have recorded, we have had a provincial election and are looking forward to a federal election. Uh, well, Jesse's not looking forward to it. Apparently. Well, okay, but I think many people are, but... Uh... Well, I don't know how much they're looking forward to it, but it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And maybe things are going to change, maybe they aren't. But we're going to have another voting experience, and it will be different from the last ones that we've had. Mm -hmm. And the 
conversation that we had when we originally recorded this show uh, was so rousing and inspirational uh, and has inspired me to go out and vote in the federal election. Congratulations, man. That should be a, a cool experience. Well, I hope so. And we're going to find out later what your voting experience was, Jesse, and maybe we'll put it on a podcast extra sometime. Yeah, that would be that would be an awesome experience. Okay then. And stay tuned for more about voting, I guess. And we'd like to hear about your voting experiences. So email us at bumpingintowalls at gmail dot com. Or shoot us a tweet at into underscore walls. Thanks, everyone. Tune in next time to see what people, places, or things we've been bumping into. To contact Bumping Into Walls, find us on Twitter at into underscore walls. Or send us an email at bumpingintowalls at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, bumpingintowalls.wordpress.com. Bumping Into Walls is produced, edited, and hosted by Jesse Trigarthen, Anthony Hodges, and Catherine McLeod.